0: Yo, the shows are starting a little later than usual because we're doing so much work before we do the show. Because the sodacon's coming, it's Thursday, September fourteenth. We're gonna talk about the strike deadline, people in the process, Hertz locking people in their EVs. Well, Hertz didn't technically do it. The Tesla didn't technically do it. We'll get into it in a minute. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And and just a few minutes, I'm gonna get to reveal our newest sound trigger pad. Oh, colors. I can't wait. And Kyle hasn't heard it
1: yet. Jordan and right. I worked on it. Yes. Quickest, <laughs> quickest announcement updates ever so that we can get there. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, okay. Important things first. We have, first, we have oh. custom
0: shoes laces.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. The custom shoelaces are so cool. <laughs> oh, we have Guys. love people
0: more than cars. Custom shoelaces that you get as a part of the swag bag at a show. Like, They're going to be on sale you, on the site.
1: If you have not bought some fresh new kicks and already removed the laces intentionally and put them in your luggage, being ready to receive them as you I walk hear into you. a Sotokan. Look, I've
0: had these. I've had these. I tend to buy Air Force Ones and sit on them forever. And so I don't know why. I bought this pair, and it's just real clean. It's got, like, this translucent bottom. And I was like, these are the ones. Because these love people, they come in the white and the black print, the black and the white print, and the mint green limited edition. There are actually fewer of these mint green ones available.
1: The mint green one is just.
0: They're going to be live on the yes, shop.asodu.com maybe today. Um, we photoed them up yesterday. And so that's
1: okay. We got the important stuff out of the way. That's the important <laughs> stuff. Hey, if you have not ever t- transitioned over and been like, you know what? These guys got another podcast. I'm going to go listen to it. You should go check out do. Auto Collabs and just. Like the last five or six episodes. Yeah, look at that. Are, Good grief. You start with Jesse Cole. You got Danny Zaslavsky always blowing our minds. And then literally, if you want to hear myself, Paul, and Michael Cirillo speechless. Have nothing to say for to do, once at the same time. Go listen to Melissa Cartagena. Cartagena. Haina. The hard N. Yep. Cartagena. Cartagena Haina Duff, is how you say it. Because both actually. of them cause silence to happen radio silence it's unbelievable yep yeah. yep yep so it.
0: auto collab c-o-l-l-a-b-s search it up on apple or spotify or all that stuff um a, like 20 minute quick hit podcast but are a little deeper and more structured uh than what you get in the morning show a uh, couple things we're gonna be in atlanta on saturday for the more than cars episode two there's been a lot of anticipation around the next one right we released the premiere like several months ago the pilot and people are like, is there another one? There are another, there's actually three more that have already been shot. So um, if you're in the Atlanta area, don't tell anybody, but you can come join us at Beaver Toyota at 8 p.m. Beaver Toyota of coming, search it up 8 p.m. Be there turning the showroom into a movie theater. Uh, Hundreds of staff and dealer personnel are going to be there in this room. Patrick Abad, the GM there, he, you know, he doesn't do anything halfway.
1: Not anything. We'll happened. be
0: there, and the most important thing—you'll get to meet our wives because so, our somehow wives will the be there.
1: senator has helped out getting a uh, LED screen in the showroom. Is so the I don't senator going to be there? I, mm, I don't think so, but somehow that's what <laughs> he happened. Called so he, he called it a favor. He called it a favor. Somebody owed him something <laughs> for the better. Speaking better of owing someone something,
0: <laughs> what Segway time? Oh. <laughs> Okay. It is good. Let's get okay, into we're it. gonna go Here into we go. we're gonna go into this. Um so as you know, we've been now trying to keep up with the UAW negotiations, and we introduced our UAW sentiment tracker, and now we have a new uh sound that hopefully this may be the last time we have to use this. Let's hope. No. This is the first and last uh, time we have to use this because they're gonna resolve everything by midnight and no strike. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Update. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have an official. Let's play it one more time. U-A-W Update. All right, that's about how it's felt. <laughs> we got the old prices Right trombone in there. Um, all right. We have this whole sentiment tracker that's on the screen right now. It goes from insulting on the red, little needle to the left, and then all the way on the right, it goes to optimistic. So I, we have a long way to go. Because uh, let's see. We've moved back to insulting. So we're back to the far left last earlier this week. We felt a little gleam of hope as the sentiment tractor ticked up a little bit too deeply inadequate, but now we're back to insulting you and, um, hold on. I lost myself because of all these fun things. Um, (laughs) They moved back from its more moderate position, UAW did, from deeply inadequate to insulting on a live stream yesterday afternoon. UAW President Sean Fain declared potential strikes at Detroit's Big Three, citing, now it says, insulting. We're back to insulting wage increase proposals from the automakers. Uh, Amid rising tensions, however, Ford and Stellantis are claiming the UAW hasn't even responded to their latest offers, while GM is emphasizing its commitment to workers through uh, beneficial offers to all of them. So here we go. We had Sean Fain last week saying that UAW workers weren't uh, negotiating in good faith. And now we have Ford and Stellantis saying, like, we gave them offers. They're not negotiating in good faith. They didn't say it directly, though, because they did not say that directly. Well, they're publicly traded companies. They have to maintain some level of decorum. So (laughs) Since the last check-in big offers from all three have actually gotten better than the last time we reported. Recent proposals say a 20% increase now came across the pipe from Ford, 18% from GM and Stellantis hanging on at 0.5% percent on. Behind GM percent at 17.5 started, yeah. um all three also proposed cutting the time for new uh hires to earn top wages from 8 years to 4. This is great. C- CEO uh, of Ford Jim Farley when questioned at the Detroit Auto Show yesterday He said, there's still time left, whether there's room or in there or not, we won't know if we don't get feedback. We don't understand why we can't get feedback to make this deal to forge the future. And then a reporter's like, basically saying, would you say the negotiation, UAW's negotiating in bad faith, trying to like trip him up a little bit. And he very expertly volleyed this one right back across the net where he says, how can you negotiate if you don't get a well-considered genuine counter offer? It's pretty good. That's pretty good. So 10 PM tonight, Sean Fain says they will announce the strike locations for tomorrow
1: morning. If uh, a deal isn't reached (laughs) drama, man, (laughs) there's so much drama. This is, I was actually looking this morning. I was like, okay, let me, let me just understand why Stellantis is like, ah, you know, well, trailing by half a point a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why, I don't know if Na- I just shot this over to our producer, Nathan, if you can see on the screen, I looked back at the day supply um, <laughs> they have of them. vehicles because I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe there's a reason. So if you look back, this is the July update. So, because we haven't got the August uh, month, end update from Cox automotive, but in the July update, the top five automakers, for days supply, mm-hmm. all over 100 days supply are Chrysler, then Jaguar, mm. little outlier, mm-hmm. then Jeep, then Ram, then Dodge. So they're saying, so, we got a lot of cars, so you'll take what I'm what saying can, is yeah. they got a hot minute. Like they're like, you know, we hold out a little longer. If we hold out a little bit longer, we're going to be okay. You know, you I mean, know, it's, so.
0: it's I don't know. I'm not a strike negotiator. But if I was...
1: Look at that i would happen that. to Eek. think that if the other two
0: companies settle before you do it's not as it's like the uaw probably has more leverage not less yeah. if you're the last one to settle absolutely i don't, I don't think you're getting the I, I i have a feeling like the first deal to settle is going to be the best one
1: absolutely i think so but what probably. do i know and what then do the I next know? ones are like see we got we snuck in on yeah that. we'll see <laughs> speaking <laughs> of knowing things sigway time uh, a new
0: CDK study of consumer satisfaction with the car buying process is actually, I think, good news for dealers, but definitely offers a lot of room for improvement as 83% of the the people surveyed find purchasing straightforward, yet satisfaction drops drastically if it takes, the process takes more than three hours. So uh, started, really? this research started in 2022, took a more nuanced approach to the study. So it revealed why 83% found it easy to buy a car Satisfaction dropped to way down to 54% if the transaction exceeds three hours. Uh, I know it. 77% of customers were highly satisfied with the purchase process of two hours or less, but their willingness to recommend the dealer, so this is like the net promoter score, dropped significantly again after the wait time got longer. Uh, despite all the online buying process and the the things that people are talking about and the rhetoric, Kyle, you and I talk about this all the time. What do people actually want to do? Um, That's it. Almost 70% of respondents still preferred an in-person dealership visit, especially amongst first-time buyers. So, oh, you mean it is. the Gen Zers is and the important. young millennials actually want to go to a dealership? According hey. to this data, it does. Only 2% of, of all the people surveyed, only 2% of the people bought their
1: car, quote unquote, online. we think about that? For all the news about, especially like the way that the, the that uh, the media portrays like the public groups and how many transactions are going through their online tools. Like only 2% of real people are saying like, Oh, I actually did everything online. Yep. Now I think that there's probably more that touch some level of process or engagement credit app or Without trade, a doubt. which they don't recognize as like a part of the way the industry sees them par- buying portion online, the omni-channel experience. But this is what we just can't get over. When we go in and actually talk to people, this is the sentiment that that we get too. And this is, okay, so so one, one side, the other side. Absolutely agree. We need to do everything we can as an industry to shorten transaction times. I think that it creates a better experience overall and that as more people want that, we need to be able to deliver it. However, I'm gonna lean in here and you should come to a sodacon because I'm sure this is gonna come up again. Big time. And you should also listen to the Auto Collabs podcast with Jesse Cole, because there's a way in this world that people actually want to stay longer. And it's possible if you can and get I there. Think if you crack that code, it's possible. Game over. So Bob
0: Rich in the comments uh says because they didn't want to, he's talking about buying online. Or they couldn't. According to the data, it says 66 percent of respondents preferred in person. So I would say that that was their preference. Um,
1: and you know, this which means, really, which means there could be like a very easy gap absolutely. from two percent to 34 percent.
0: Yeah, right? I still I still don't think so because if you think about the the anecdotal evidence, that is not really anecdotal because we have it on film where we walk around in every city we go to and we put a mic in people's face and we say, what did you like about your last car process? Where did you buy it? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? And if you could buy a car online without going to the store, would you have done it that way? Every single person has said no. Every single one. Every single one. And they've all said kind of some iteration, or I guess most of them have said something along the lines of like, well, I like to start the process online. And yeah. shop and look around like everybody Absolutely. does. So I mean, I think I think we kind of knew this before this came out, but I love seeing data that pushes it down because I think it offers great insight and opportunity for every dealer out there. People want to come in. Don't give them a reason not to. Get them out the door. Absolutely. They don't want to be and there for a, three give hours. Give them a great reason to come in. Yeah. Speaking of getting people out the door. Stop. Good <laughs> way. This one's a I'm so sorry.
1: Go ahead. Why don't you take this one? Oh, uh, rental car company Hertz, uh put a big effort into increased EV adoption by buying a lot of Teslas uh, a little over 18 months ago. Yep. Um, however, they have not made fans of, of two first-time EV drivers as a mother and daughter found themselves stranded and locked in an undercharged Tesla. Uh, basically. And here's the story. It's got all the names. So we're going to say them too. uh, Becky Labau and her daughter from Gurney, Illinois were stranded in a Tesla model three. They rented from Hertz despite initially reserving a gas powered by this. It was provided to them with less than 50% charge. Uh, basically they, uh, provided them with that did not include the, the adapter to make sure that they could charge at Non-Tesla charging stations. Um, it also had low tire pressure and didn't educate the, the uh, them on all the operations of the vehicle, how to get in, out of it, all of that type of stuff. And then even further, once they got stranded because they couldn't find a charging station, didn't offer roadside assistance when they were stranded. So mother and daughter <laughs> called like their own roadside assistance walk the roadside assistance then has to guide them on how to override the lock because they're still the battery, locked in the car they're in the car the batteries died and they couldn't get out their phones were dying it's un.
0: <laughs> this sounds like a <laughs> nightmare i you know if the the story actually paints a lot more detail we link it up in the show notes they stopped at a charger and they didn't right. have the adapter the adapter, have the adapter wasn't in the car the adapter wasn't at the thing and so hertz kind of came back with a ton of excuses it was unbelievable they just like literally blamed them they were like well people tend to steal the chargers you should have known like they hurts was just like your fault your fault your fault just a bad look so i guess they had a like they when they finally got towed to like a a hotel or something they had to get somebody to drive them where they were going and then they got this huge bill for the tow and that like the the liability and all that And then, uh, funny thing, CBS investigated and Hertz completely
1: changed course. Changed their tune, yeah. This is, like, I'll say this, first of all. A lot of people are going to spin this as, like, an EV issue. I would say this is much more a customer service issue on the part of Hertz, but... The way that, like, for me, tying this down is, hey, look, there's a lot of people putting EVs into their rental vehicle fleets and their loaner vehicle fleets in their service department and looking to do the similar thing of driving EV adoption for for their service customers. So this is a big watch out because it's not like everybody's extremely familiar with the technology systems, where to charge, how to charge, when to charge, uh, what adapters are, are possible or already with the vehicle. Like... This is just something that anybody giving loaner or rental vehicles to consumers has to be extremely aware of. And it just highlights the fact that it's not just like, oh, it's it's a car. So everybody understands how to use it. And Hertz gets the blame in this part. Um, but it's, it. it's just a heads up for everybody else. They deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it.
0: I I, agree. I I think it actually also taps on charging infrastructure, this conversation that's going on. The fact that they had it like there weren't a lot available. They had to go far to find one. And whatever Hertz location that was obviously didn't have sufficient charging infrastructure or process to make sure you're delivering a vehicle with a full charge. Because like thinking about delivering a car that has 90 miles of range on the EV, that's what it was. It was 90 miles. And that's Tesla stated 90 miles, which we all know as like an asterisk, like a Barry Bonds home run baseball, right? (laughs) that 90 miles well we'll see right they found out i bet it wasn't 90 miles if you look further but i think no, the infrastructure no question is yeah. all um is there as well are we adopting yes is it going to be a while yes does this help definitely not on the consumer trust side but maybe it know. helps uh, the process and uh, you know the process and the uh infrastructure conversation i don't know I don't know. I think that's enough for today. That's good. We got we a lot get, of work. We to do. got a
1: lot out today. Hey, if you didn't
0: know, we're all going to be together at a SotoCon in just under two weeks. Go to a So2Con.com, Check out the list. We really want to see you there.